have a passion, hobby or expertise and want to share it with the world, why not do a podcast? The PodStation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast. You're listening to Johnson and Boone Solicitors podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to episode 11 of the Johnson and Boone podcast. My name is Mark. Um, joined with me this week isn't Rob Boone. He's decided to take another week's holiday. Honestly, clearly, it's good to be at the top. Um, however, he's brought in a, another area of expertise from within the Johnson & Boone team in the form of Gina Stanton. How are you doing, Gina? I'm great, thanks, Mark. Yes, and it's lovely to be on the show with you. Now, this is your first podcast, so we'll have to go easy with you, I guess. Oh, yes, be gentle with me, please. <laughs> um, and what topic are we going to cover with you today? Well, today we're going to talk about your will basically, um, why you want to really think hard about making a will, what should go into it, and how you can make yourself, well, make your life better by having a will in place. It all sounds very simple and very useful at this moment in time as well. Yeah, I think it's it's becoming more of a hot topic currently because of a lot, a lot of us are feeling quite vulnerable you know, during the lockdown and, and with lots of talk about illness and, and bereavement and that kind of thing. Um, and so, yes, I've certainly noticed that a lot more people are reaching out for advice, really, you know. What we should explain is that this is episode 11, so there are 10 other shows which run a similar sort of theme to this one where there's a bit of, of advice and there's some tips that have given out within a number of different areas. So we've had uh, landlord and property advice. We've had some uh, divorce and family, uh, child access. We've had some commercial advice. Uh, so there's all kinds of useful stuff. Now, if you uh, want to go back and listen to those shows, it's dead easy. Um, you can check out the johnsonandboon.co.uk website. There's a tab called Podcasts where you can find all the previous shows. If you click into those, you'll actually find links that will take you to all the major podcast platforms, so Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, if you go there, you can actually find all the shows and subscribe. The benefit of doing that is not only is it free, but every time the latest episode uh, is downloaded, it will automatically drop onto your device that you use to listen, so it's that easy. Um, if all of that wasn't easy enough, then Johnson & Boone have a mobile app uh, which you can also download for free on both the Apple and Android app stores. Uh, in that mobile app, you will find a podcast tab where, again, you can listen to all of the shows. So you don't even need to subscribe. You can just go in and pick cherry-pick whichever ones are most relevant to you. So there's loads of ways of doing it. Um, as Rob would normally say, and I shall do it in his stead, uh, if you do want to suggest a topic or 
if you would like to get in touch either to get some more advice on the issues that we talk about then you can obviously ring the office uh we'll give the number at the end of the show or you can email info at johnsonandboon.co.uk so that's the uh, relentless plug-in done gina uh, we'll get stuck into what we need to talk about today which of course is wills so um i guess we should start with the basics because the stats for the percentage of the population who actually have a will isn't particularly great is it no i, th- I think it's only about half to two-thirds of us uh, well depending on your age group really that have actually got around to, to making the wills and, and the younger you are the less likely you are to have done it it's a much more popular thing amongst people as they you know move into middle age and and sort of later life kind of thing but even then uh, there's quite a lot of people that never dresses at all you know um in my probate practice which is where i'm putting people's affairs in order um after they've passed away i would say yeah um at least one in three of the um of the matters that i'm dealing with is is for somebody who's passed away without a will you know uh so so yeah it's it's a pretty common thing to to leave at the bottom of the to-do list and never get it done basically (laughs) it's very british isn't it we we don't it's not a topic death that we particularly like to talk about in in these aisles. We we have a stiff upper lip that tends to avoid these things. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable topic, and I think it's also one of these things that is important but not urgent. And so it'll be on your mind, and you'll go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I really ought to do something about that." But then you know, there's the next chore to be done that day, or uh, or whatever, and so it just gets pushed to next week, and then the week after that, and before you know it, a year has gone by. Quite regularly, I um, get um, emails from people asking for advice. And maybe saying, look, I'd like to make a will, let's meet up and all this kind of stuff. And um, then, you know, I'll help them out a bit. Um, and then they say, oh, yes, I'll think about it. And then I won't hear from them again. And then a year later or 18 months later, they'll be back in touch going, sorry, got distracted. <laughs> so that's a really common thing. So if that's what's happened to you in your life, don't be ashamed. You're absolutely not alone. Um, it's, it's never too late while you're still alive basically to get it done and it's it's better to get it done at some point rather than not at all you know well it's better to get it done while you're alive really isn't it yes it helps i would say yeah (laughs) okay so for the benefit of people who aren't necessarily all fade they've probably heard the word will i mean you'll see it on the telly you'll probably see it in these who's done it tv programs when they're arguing over who gets what in the will um but they won't necessarily understand exactly what it is so can can you explain to us just so that people can grasp what it is and perhaps gauge how important they are yeah so so when you make a will what you're basically doing is you're um stating very clearly um how you want your affairs to be handled after you've died and how you want anything that you own at the end of your life to be shared out amongst your nearest and dearest. So it means that you can control who inherits from you, basically, but also that you can choose the person that you find the most reliable in your life um, to be responsible for putting your affairs in order. So it, it gives you a lot of peace of mind um, and it just gives you that sense of control, you know, a big tick off the to-do list, really. 
are the key trigger points in life when people need to be thinking about it? You said earlier on that a vast majority of the people who probably don't have wills will be those younger generation who probably see yeah. the end is nigh as being miles away, not something they're likely to come across anytime soon. However, it, it, it would still be very useful, if not essential for some of those people within that generation bracket, though sort of certainly mid-20s, heading into your 30s, to have one, certainly. Yeah. Um, so what, what yeah. kind of trigger points do people definitely need to be considering? Yeah, certain times in your life, I would say. Um, so I would say probably when you um, buy a house, for the first time, you become a homeowner and you've got a significant asset. Um, when you get into a really committed relationship with somebody, um, possibly you move in together or indeed if you marry, um, then that's an important, um, you know, life stage really to consider. Um, when you have a child, when you when you have, have a family, you know, um, because then you've got major responsibilities about your little one that you want to just be... Uh, you, putting in in order and I think I think that's often the most important trigger point for a, a lot of younger people that it's the responsibilities of parenthood and what's going to happen or what would happen to our child if something happened to us kind of thing you know that happens a lot um, I think a lot of people look at their affairs very carefully and think about remaking their will or making it for the first time when they're splitting up or getting divorced um and then from that point onwards, really, the obvious time to do it is when the nest is empty, when your kids have grown up and left home. Um, and that, I think, is the time when people really start hankering to do it if they haven't before. Because the thing about it is that when you're a dad, when you're a parent, you never really stop being a parent. So when they're growing up, all you do is think about feeding them and clothing them and wiping their noses and getting to school and keeping a roof over their heads and all that kind of stuff, which fills your head and fills your schedule. But then when they've gone and your house is tidy and silent, but you're, and still, all that kind of you're, stuff, st you're still wiping their noses and uh, feeding them. The, <laughs> you, know, you don't stop loving your kids. You don't stop feeling protective of them. And, and there's that kind of empty space there where you go, oh, I've still got that need to protect and look after my child. And the way a lot of people start to express it then is in planning very carefully for their later life and for succession and for inheritance. Um, and, and obviously what adds to that is becoming grandparents and stuff as well, you know. Um, so there are certain, definitely some very logical key points in people's lives where it's emotionally resonant, Um and also there are times when it's a, it's a, a, a very sensible, albeit cold, financial decision to be making as well, you know. So why do you think it is that so many people don't have one? I think a lot of it's to do with procrastination more than anything else. You know, it's just a case of, like I said before, important but not urgent. Oh, my God, there's this to be done first sort of thing. And the, oh, there's this to be done. The list gets longer and longer. Um, that's probably the biggest one. But I do also think that, that there's a significant number of people who just find it all a bit um, ghoulish and ghastly, you know, and they're a bit squeamish about the whole thing. Um, quite often, actually, when I'm sort of having a conversation with a couple, um, they'll find themselves filling up, you know, because they've never really talked about it. And of course, they are deeply emotional and personal 
topics that you're having to think about um, quite deeply when really you'd rather not, I suppose, you know. So it does take a certain amount of, of bravery, I suppose, um, to just open Pandora's box, look in there, get it sorted, you know, and then you can forget about it and put it behind you. It's, it's just, you know, girding your loins a little bit, really, I suppose. So what what are some of the key factors that a will addresses and deals with? You mentioned a couple before, but uh, what, what, what kind of things will a will take hold of and really get sorted out? Yeah, um, I would say to you that probably the biggest reason that people come to me to get their will made is because they're really worried about the cost of care home fees in later life. So the main sort of thought that runs through people's heads at a certain point in life is, oh gosh, my main asset is my house. I've worked all these years to pay off my mortgage. And what if I'm one of the one in six people who at age 80 ends up in a care home and the local council comes along and uh, helps themselves to the value of my house to pay for my care, leaving my kids with just the crumbs from the table, you know, and, and that is a thought that makes a lot of people's blood just run cold. And it's probably the main thing that has parents, you know, more mature parents, um, reaching for the phone and, and getting in touch and asking for help and advice, because there is an awful lot that you can do about this, you know. Um, but then, yeah, um, I would say people who have got um, kind of blended families, you know, children from previous relationships, that kind of thing. They could be step families or they could just be people that have got together in midlife or later life and that kind of stuff. And they're thinking about how can I make sure that my kids are going to be OK, are going to inherit from me without chucking my other half under the bus or vice versa, you know. And again, there's some very intelligent choices you can make about the contents of your will to make sure that everybody's okay. It's not an either-or situation, really, you know. And then practical stuff, really. I, I see a lot of people who have got a business, and the thing about having a business is that you end up being responsible for a lot of people, not only your family, etc., because it's your own livelihood, but your staff, your suppliers, your customers, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that that could collapse around around them, as it were, if that person uh, was, you know, was wasn't around anymore. So putting safeguards in place to make sure that the business is resilient to something like that. Um, you can use your will to appoint people that would steady the ship. You know. Um, the other thing I see is people who have put a lot of energy and money into building up a buy-to-let portfolio. With that comes a lot of complications and, and stress, of course, you know. Um, and yeah, if you get run over by a bus and you've got a you've got a portfolio of buy-to-let properties, then somebody, if you haven't made the right arrangements, is going to randomly end up with a whole host of problems. Nice problems to have, mind you, obviously, um, but complicated. And so you can make your will to ensure that it's as uncomplicated as possible and as tax efficient as possible as well, really, you know. Check out award-winning Johnson & Boone Solicitor's unique product, Legal Guard. Ideal for businesses and individuals. Legal Guard ensures you get the legal help you need when you need it. 
Packages start from just £24 a month and include free expert advice, access to a library of legal documents, as well as exclusive discounts on a range of services. For more information, visit johnsonandboone.co.uk forward slash legal guard and quote the code FEDSHESH. The long and short of it is it, it provides a very simple roadmap for somebody to follow when you're not there to be able to tell them what it is that you want them to do. Yeah, what you want them to do, how you set things up so that they don't have to pay more tax than they need to, um, how you've made sure that everybody's going to be okay, that kind of thing. So it's the, it's the polite and, and uh, you know, uh, considerate thing to do really for your nearest and dearest, I would say. And if people don't do any of that and uh, yeah. they decide to move on to whatever is next in this universe um, without a will. What what happens then? Okay, so then it gets quite complicated or potentially quite complicated. Um, so there's this concept called intestacy. So if you, if you pass away and you haven't got a will, then the law regards you as being intestate. And what that means basically is that there are, there's a, a set of default rules as to who is going to inherit from you. Um, it's quite complicated, actually, particularly if you're married and have children, um, because there's a weird way that your assets should be divided between your spouse and your kids not necessarily to their advantage either, to be honest with you. Um, also, if you're a, if you know if you're a single person, then more distant relatives um, are the ones to inherit. And then the key thing is is that whoever's going to inherit from you is lumbered with the responsibility for putting your affairs in order, irrespective of whether they're capable of that or not. You know, so again, it can be a surprise windfall, but it can also be a, a poison chalice. Um, and of course, what you are doing is just giving up all control over who's going to inherit from you and how the people you care about are going to be provided for. And of course, there are different, uh, certainly in these modern times, there are lots of different types of relationships and family structures which have very differing legal uh, standings, oh. don't they? And this, this presumably, if you die without a will, that... F those already yeah. complicated rules become even more complicated in those kind oh, of situations. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows someone who is quite mature, lives with their partner of a few years kind of thing. Um, partner has uh, grown up kids from previous marriage. Partner passes away only for grown up kids to be marching down the path going, right, out you go. You're not entitled to anything because you weren't married to me, dad or me mum or whatever, you know. And so, so you do hear these these horror stories of people left destitute, really, you know, just because they never married or their partner never made a will. Um, it, it's just so important to share with a professional who knows what they're doing, what your current family and financial circumstances are, so that that professional can tell you exactly where you stand and what you need to do to make sure that the future that you have in mind actually transpires. Because there are so many ways to just trip up and for mayhem to ensue, basically, you know. And I, I wonder whether that actually answers my next question, because it's become more and more common, certainly with the introduction of the internet, 
for people to be able to have access to template documents and to go through sort of DIY processes, certainly with the likes of Wills. Uh, I think at one stage they were they were offering to do them in uh, a well-known shopping brand stationery <laughs> environment, which yeah. always baffled me slightly because I'm yeah. not sure. I think you can still get those Can sets, you still you know, do from it? The, from the music, yeah. So... The first question is, what are the pros and cons of people going down that line as opposed to coming to speak to somebody like you? What What's the difference so that people can perhaps yeah. understand it? Yeah, well, I suppose the the only pro is that it's cheap, isn't it? You know, um, the cons are uh, just myriad, to be honest with you. And I can say this from the other side of the fence where I've been trying to put um, somebody's affairs in order after they've died and I get one of these newsagent wills you know and there are so many rules that aren't well known about that can trip up the unwary um, you have to really have passed your exams and know your stuff basically um, and so quite frequently I'll get one of these newsagent forms that have been filled in you know and there's basic stuff missing that has to be there and either it will mean that um, the inheritance that person intended isn't going to happen or that probate are just not going to accept this will as being valid um, or that the will only partially um, shares out um, the person's assets it'll say oh yeah 10 grand to the dog's home 20 grand to me cousin mabel that's it well what's going to happen to the other you know the rest of the value of the house or you see that all the time um and also things like choosing the wrong people to be executor or just putting down their name and not saying who they are the, the things that can go wrong are just crazy so it's better to just have somebody um advise you at the very least about what you need to say and it's not that dear to have it done properly rather than just uh, attempt it on the on the back of an envelope effectively you know and for it all to go horribly wrong all of the contested cases I've had have been pretty much exclusively for wills that have been written incorrectly in one way or another so you know you it, it just goes to show really because these are te- these are templates aren't they that don't necessarily take into account your personal circumstances or the nuances of your personal circumstances. And as you say, if you don't have these skill sets or this specialist knowledge to be aware that those things need addressing, they just get overlooked. Absolutely. I mean, I've got nothing against downloadable internet templates because a lot of them they are set up in such a way that you can do the basic stuff you know you can name an executor you can you can say who you're going to leave your estate to you can name guardian of your kids or all that stuff but if you want to do anything more intelligent than that such as any of the stuff I spoke about before such as care fees or that you've got a blended family or you've got a business to to think about um then a template isn't going to is just not going to cut it you know you do need some guidance about what your options are and what you could sensibly be putting into your will so that you've got the right safeguards in place and you're only really going to get that from a professional quite honestly and i guess if people are wise enough to come and get the expert advice how complicated is the process of putting a will together and establishing how much or how little needs to go into it yeah absolutely 
Um, not complicated at all, really. Um, certainly now, uh, what we've all learned as a result of, of um, lockdown is the joy of the video call, isn't it? You know, um, so um, you don't have to have a stranger sitting in your house and you don't have to go trogging out to a solicitor's office or anything like that. You know, you, we can arrange a, um, a you know, a video call from your smartphone to mine or from your laptop to mine. Um, and it's just like being in person. Um, I've got a, a fairly standard set of questions that I always ask. Um, so I go about it methodically, you know, in terms of, because I there are specific things that I need to know about you um, and about your concerns so that I can give you some proper advice. Um, and then that takes me maybe an hour uh, maximum um you might have lots of questions to ask me which i can answer not a problem at all so it's very much up to you how long it's going to take more than anything um what i always offer to do is summarize my advice in a couple of pages in writing including um what your options are and how much they'll cost so that you can just have a think in your own time as well because there's nothing worse than feeling under pressure to make a decision with somebody breathing down your neck is it you know um and, and so i think it's really really important to make your own um informed decision at your own pace as well um so yet yeah, written advice is an essential part of the service that i offer um once you've made a decision about how you want it done then um i can get it drafted up and over to you by email for checking pretty quickly within a couple of working days. And then it'll be a, a, an editing process, improving, amending and that kind of stuff over what well, maybe an email or two. And then it's over to you, printed, bound up and, and with proper instructions telling you exactly how to sign it and get it witnessed as well. And you sorted. So, yeah. Easy as that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happens once it's signed? Where, where do you keep it? Um, so once it's signed, this kind of goes to show where we've got a massive gap in our system here in the UK, actually, because there's a national register for house deeds and there's a national register for powers of attorney and all this kind of stuff. But there, there isn't a national register for wills, which is crazy, in my opinion. Um, and so lost wills is one of the great um, is one of the great problems that people face when they're putting somebody's affairs in order after they've died. Um, so. The, the best advice that I can give anybody is do it twofold. We will always store your will for you free of charge as part of the service. It's not something that we've ever we've ever charged for, and that's fine. Um, but there's no point in our storing your will if you get run over by a bus and nobody knows who you've left it with. So you have to tell, you know, your executors. <laughs> You'll be spending a lot of time watching the news just to check whether yeah, exactly. you might have the yeah. will of somebody who's appeared on the news that particular day. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's the first thing, you know, either have it stored with us or if you're going to have it at home, which is perfectly fine as well, store it somewhere safe um, where it's not going to get coffee splashed on it, where the grandkids are not going to crayon all over it, where it's not going to get ripped or... Uh, it's not going to get lost in a house fire, all that stuff, you know, the sensible stuff. Um, but whatever you do, whoever you've named as your executor, tell them exactly where to lay their hands on it if something happens to you. Because there's no point in you going to the trouble of putting your affairs in order if nobody knows that you've done it or how to, you know, what your instructions are, basically. So that, that's my advice in a nutshell. Fantastic. Um, and uh, how can people get in touch with you if they do need some 
helping some tips or uh, want uh, yeah. to book an appointment? Yeah, give us a call at the office. Um, or if you want to drop me an email, um, I'm gina.stanton at, uh, uh, at Johnson & Boone. Um, so yeah, call or email. Um, if you if you ring the office, um, the, the team there will always relay your contact details to me, and I'll give you a buzz straight back. I tend to work mainly from home, particularly at the moment, you know. Um, but I'm I'm readily available, and uh, once we're in touch, obviously I'll make sure that you've got my direct contact details as well, so we can so that we can. Um, keep the conversation going really until you're completely sorted as well fantastic and just in addition to that if people do download the mobile app there is a feature on there which allows you to book an appointment uh with the johnson and boone team so if you go on there yeah yeah, you can do that direct which is even easier if you're an unsociable pig like me it means you don't have to talk to anyone (laughs) technology deals with it all for you Appears in my diary like magic as well, so that's great. So I'm loving it. (laughs) Now, uh, we we are going to be hearing from you again in the future because we appreciate that this is only one small slice of the pie that is this particular area. And what are the other areas that we will probably be touching on in future episodes? Um, So I think the main things that we'll talk about are, um, first of all, let's talk about powers of attorney because... I always say inheritance is kind of only half the job because a goodly proportion of us are going to outlive our ability to make our own decisions, basically, you know. Um, And also because I think we all recognise that illness or uh, terrible injury and stuff can befall anybody. Um, So making sure that your affairs are in order if you end up in a situation where you're still with us, but you're not with it kind of thing anymore, then, yeah, that's the power of attorney is your solution there. Um, I think also a deeper dive into some of the main solutions that people are looking for when they're making a will. So uh, we really should have a deeper conversation about um, that big concern over care fees. Um, There's also a lot to be said about how families come in all shapes and sizes and how we can tailor our, our estate planning choices to meet our own particular family you know and I think business people and vital investors uh, could do with some specific um, uh, help as well on on their areas of concern so yes there's there's a lot we can be talking about in future episodes and we haven't even touched on the intestacy rules or the uh, the probate process either have we those are those are those are an entire probably a series in themselves Absolutely, yeah. We'll we'll definitely talk about um, what what needs to happen um, or what you need to do if somebody close to you has passed away and you're responsible for their affairs. Um, and yes, it probably would be a very very good idea to just take a closer look at what happens if there, if if a person hasn't got a will in place and and what those um, quite challenging rules are and who's gonna who's gonna win and who's gonna lose out basically in those situations. Fantastic. So there's plenty more to come from gina yeah. that's that's for certain well for your first <laughs> podcast i have to say you've done remarkably well uh, that was wonderful don't tell rob but we like you even more um, oh i've got voice than rob you see <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much for joining us gina uh, as i said at the outset if anyone does have any questions for gina we've given you the contact information it'll also be in the show notes um, and we will catch you again very soon That'll be brilliant. All right. All thanks right. Again, thanks Mark. a lot. Cheers. Bye now. Take care then.
Get social at Johnson & Boone on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.